Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. You are listening to the Game Global Podcast, hosted by Kieran Callum. <laughs> Best advice ever. So, hello everybody. Welcome to another episode, another episode of the Game Global Podcast, hosted by me, Kieran Callum. Now, this is the show that's here to give you tips, tools and resources that you can use to smash your dating, your romantic, your sexual goals, etc., etc. Now, today, what I have is what I have, let's say, the newest member of the Game Global family. His name is Max. He lives in Thailand and he's one of our new Game Global coaches. What we're going to be speaking about is just the struggle that guys go through when you're trying to boost your skills with women, your social skills, etc. And yeah, hopefully, essentially, it's like this. If you are struggling, you're not alone. Everybody struggles. And hopefully through hearing our stories, you can um, take some solace from that, but then also learn from some of the mistakes that we made and some of the, you know, the wins that we made as well. So Max, hello. Good day. Hello. 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 Hope you're doing great. So yeah, you say that everyone is in this and yes, we are all in this together. It's hard for everyone. I know sometimes you might see a guy and you feel oh he's super confident but no one is born confident everyone has to learn this one way or another for some people it's natural because they get put in situations that make them confident they grow confident some other people they don't have the luck to go through this process and so they have to learn it but everyone has it hard you said that everybody is everyone is born lacking confidence or people aren't born confident my personal opinion is that everybody is basically born confident but you have that strict out of you from the world until you reach the age of about eight or so and then it's like for instance you're growing up and you're a kid and it's like who do you think you are you know i used to hear that a lot who do you think you are shut up be quiet you know we're not like those people those people do that and these people do this and the world at large compresses your confidence that's my opinion but anyway that doesn't really matter the general point is the vast majority of people on the planet are lacking some sort of confidence and so me personally it was gosh it was absolutely hellish i think i've told this story before but from the age of about 10 or 11 i felt like an absolute outsider and I felt like the world was in on a joke that I didn't get and that nobody gave a crap about me. And it was almost impossible for me to um, express myself. Like literally I'd be with people and there was this, I uh, couldn't. It was like I was inside mm. my head trying to fight to get out, but there's a steel wall inside my head. And I had an accident um, when I was at college where you see, I cut the nerve tendons in my right wrist. And this accident was totally caused by my lack of social skills. And that was the moment that let me know that I really needed to make a change. I needed to be big, it needed to be huge. But I didn't know what to do. So I started reading lots of books. At some point, I discovered game as well. And I was going to clubs and trying you know, trying things like I'm cocky and funny. What the hell is that? So I'm trying that. I remember I went to a club wearing this really flashy shirt thinking I was cool. 
And then I made this girl cry <laughs> and her friend hated me, like absolutely hated me. Because, because of the shirt. To, <laughs> to be honest, that was partly, partly because of the shirt. Also, I just, I called her a beefcake. No. Right. <laughs> I don't know what, I was trying to be like naughty. I was trying to be like dangerous and daring. And it just came out and then she just started crying and my friend hated me. And I remember thinking, oh my God, I'm never going to do any of this stuff again. This is horrible. But um, I don't know, something I found is that if, like Kobe Bryant said something like, failure doesn't exist. It only exists if you actually quit. And then if you refuse to quit, you actually do eventually get to where you want to be, which is what I found. It took me years, but I actually did make progress. But it was very painful because, say, like, when that girl was crying, like, I hated myself. Like, I didn't feel good about that at all. That's why I still remember it to this day. I wanted her to laugh and to think I was cool. Yeah. And God knows how many girls I've creeped out over the years. <laughs> God only knows. You know, relatable that's a learning so how, process how about you what's like your your story well i wanted to ask you um what age how old were you when you started practicing this were you like a teenager or a little 19, bit later 19 yeah 19. yeah 19 yeah i think i i think i discovered about it when i was like 15 because i was in um, middle school I was in middle school and there was this girl I liked but she didn't like me and not a lot of people actually liked me in middle school and that's quite funny because I'm tall and I still got bullied when I was in middle school and I figured it was because of my lack of social skills like I would talk to people and they would literally turn away <laughs> and so I realized what's happening like there is something that's not working i'm talking to these people i'm trying to make friends or i'm i'm trying to talk to this girl that i find cute but no one is reacting well people don't listen or they make fun of me for it so um i googled one day i went on google and i typed uh, how to find a girlfriend in french how to find a girlfriend and i i found those p i find this i found this p with stuff and i started watching videos of guys going up to girls and so I figured there was a way that was a way to learn this but the big problem at the time is that i was getting all the theory but i was not practicing like i was feeling competent i was feeling competent because i knew about all of those tricks to get girls but still i was super shy still i was super awkward and i was not actually taking action and talking to girls so um Fast forward a few years, I only started approaching a lot of people and practicing a lot when I was 21 or 22. But before that, it was super awkward and it was not, it was not comfortable. Um, you talked about making a girl super mad at you. I think that happened to me as well. Uh, there was this group of girls and I wanted to befriend them. We were in school and there was this PE class. And so we had to do gymnastics together. And I pushed her. I wanted to be playful, except that I pushed her and she fell and she got hurt and she started hating me for it, which is terrible because I just wanted to connect with those people. And instead, because I was awkward and uh, clumsy, they started hating me. So this is, this is quite bad. When you want to connect with people and they start hating you instead, you really want to do something about it. And even so, if it's hard. Yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, 
um, you had that girl hate you. Yeah. That must have felt horrible. Um, of course. What kept you going? Then? So you're in that situation there when you decided to try this thing and it hasn't worked at all. And you've fallen flat in your face. Uh, the girl hates you. She's probably told all of her friends that she hates you, etc. Cetera, et cetera. Yep. What was it that kept you going and made you continue and not give up and think this is a load of rubbish? Well, what's the alternative? Like, there is no other way. There is no other way. You learn how to not be awkward or you stay awkward for the rest of your life. And it's not just about being awkward, but it's also about being unhappy and being lonely. Nobody wants that. So you either learn how to be more socially attuned or you don't. But if you don't, you're not going to be happy. And even if it hurts to learn, in the long run, it's still better to, to learn it. Still better to learn it. Okay, this is a beautiful thing that you said because it's something I say a lot to the guys I coach. Which basically, it's like this. Um, if there's something that you know that you should do, but you're not doing it, it's because mm -hmm. you think it's more painful to do it than to uh, not do it. That's basically mm -hmm. it. Like, for instance, let's take some woman who is overweight and wants to lose weight. Why isn't she in the gym? Because as much as she wants to lose weight, she also wants to be comfortable and she wants that more. And when she thinks about exercising, she's not thinking about a fantastic body or taking sexy IG pictures or all the men lusting after a woman being jealous. And she's not thinking about that. What she's actually thinking about is the pain that she has to go through in the gym. There you go. And what got me through it was, like you said, what's the alternative? You're basically saying that you need to fear not doing it more than you fear the negative yeah. content. You know? yeah. So in my perspective, I fear the idea of, wow, like, what would I be like when I'm old? You know, yeah. like, if I just live the rest of my life and I don't sort this out, what kind of old man am I? Or, like, this is one thing I, was, I always thought as well, like, I thought, realistically, if I carry this on, I'd probably end up like one of these old men who just has, like, a thing for prostitutes and I'm seeing prostitutes left, right and center. I see a lot of them but in Thailand. That's quite terrible. Day, exactly, exactly. And I was like, that could realistically happen because am I prepared to live the next 40 years and never have a woman touch me? At some point, yeah. you just start paying for it. It's like, I don't like the sound of that at all. So what I say to people, what worked for me is to create a list of all the ways that I was or am hurting myself by not doing the thing that I don't know I should yeah. be doing. It's very, very, very interesting that you say that because people sometimes feel, oh, if I'm doing this, I'm taking a risk. But the thing people fail to see is that if you don't do anything, you're taking a risk as well. Like you might do something and fail and um, for a moment be in a worse situation. But if you don't do anything, you're going to be in a worse situation for the rest of your life. Like the opportunity cost is real. There is a risk in not doing anything. So yeah. what are the biggest, what would you say are the biggest obstacles that you've overcome in your life? Is the social obstacle of learning to become good with women, is that the biggest obstacle or is there something else? I think the biggest obstacle is inside of us, inside of everyone who's trying to get better socially or learn success with women. Um, in my opinion, the biggest difficulty is emotional. Like 
it's emotionally very difficult to rewire your brain because you're going to have to go through you're going to you're going to have to go from a difficult situation to another difficult situation up to the point when it gets easier because you've practiced it so much and so emotionally this is very hard this is draining um before you started recording i talked about crawling through the mud but that's really what it is if you're shy and you're awkward and you're lonely you're gonna crawl through the mud for a while but that's okay because again what's the alternative um you said it you're gonna get there eventually like we might fail along the way but eventually we get there and that's still better that's than staying at your starting position and staying in a situation that you don't like but yeah. i feel like some people they get comfortable being in a situation that they don't like just because they are used to it this is a bad idea i think this is a bad idea well so that's an interesting point you've made and it leads on to something i've been saying for a while which is that um your brain cares more about your safety than it does about your happiness. So as far as your brain's concerned, if you're miserable but still able to ejaculate into someone and have children, then that's a win. And the weird thing is that our brains see the whatever program it is that we have running our brain. So like whatever, like max version 2.5 or whatever you've got running inside your brain now, whatever operating system you have, your brain thinks that it needs that in order to survive. Like that is actually, that is actually essential to survival. Mm -hmm. And then it also thinks that any kind of real change that you try to make that goes against that will actually potentially kill you. So it doesn't care. So for instance, people make New Year's resolutions and they always, quit them after a few weeks it's because the new year's resolution doesn't fall in line with who you are if you see yourself as a fat person you're not going to you're not your brain won't let you do the actions of a thin person but it also goes the other way as well if you see yourself as just a fat person your brain won't let you become obese you'll start to become yeah. obese and then you'll slim down to become fat so one of the biggest things that i had to go through which i think anybody who's ever made any real changes conquering that part of myself by getting my brain to do what I wanted to do, which was tough. It basically required me to really sit down and like analyze the way that I'd been and the impact it was having on me as well as the kind of person I wanted to be as well. That yeah, this, really is tough. this is mm. tough. I feel there is it's a part of ourself that, I feel there is a part of our ego that's attached to what we are right now and if for example if right now i am a smoker if a part of my ego a part of my character is to be a smoker it's going to be very hard for me to quit smoking if a part of me is i don't know anything that doesn't help getting girls for example if i consider that i am not a guy who goes to the gym no way i'm gonna get huge even if i go to the gym i'm not gonna have the the, the mental energy to go through and so the 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 ego is terrible because we get attached to this image that we have of ourselves and we don't want to change it because it's scary. You talked about it a little bit. We don't really want change. It's scary, but we should. And so I think the first step in this is to recognize what is holding us down and to then take the proper steps to change it. It's not necessarily hard, but we just have to pay attention to it. Um, I like to think that life is the way you per we perceive it so 
all is tied to our perception of life. And most people, they feel they have huge problems. They feel they have those huge obstacles holding them down. While actually not at all. Like the only thing we could do to change things will be to take the proper action. So an example of this, if we are addicted to anything, we might, we might feel this is holding us down while all that we have to do is to stop taking it. If we're addicted to coffee, if we're addicted to cigarettes, if we're addicted to video games or masturbation or porn, it might feel a huge obstacle, but all that we have to do is to stop doing it. Anything else, if we are needing others' approval, we might feel this is an obstacle, but again, all that we have to do is to shift our perception and stop caring about it. Um, another example, I worked with a guy who told me, oh, my parents don't want me to do whatever. And then I asked him, why do you care about what your parents feel? This is an obstacle that you're giving yourself. We all have those obstacles that we are giving ourselves because we have this specific perception of life. Understanding it and changing this, this perception of life that we have is the way forward, in my opinion. Tell me what you think about it. Well, um, yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's all about changing your perception. Um, a great way I've found to do that is to <clears throat> change your environment, basically. Oh, yeah. And oh, yeah. environment means, it, it can mean like your physical environment is in that way you literally are. But it also means the people that you hang out with. The people, well. of course. Because uh, when I was 18, I met someone. This was a guy, he's like friends, But... Because of our friendship, he got me into basically drugs. And we used to go out and we used to party. We took loads of drugs. And then as a result, I ended up discovering spirituality. And I ended up discovering all of that stuff. And the basic point is, knowing that guy pushed my life down a certain direction. Now, my health would have been a lot better if I'd never met him and did any of those drugs. But this is actually kind of the point. Like, you're heavily influenced because of my entire childhood and like teenage years I was like I would never take drugs never take drugs never take drugs and then I met someone that kind of convinced me to do it and you know it's kind of like that or on a more like a less extreme version it's like if you are trying to work out and stay in shape but you have friends who are constantly either directly telling you to stay in and have a beer or you just mm. see them constantly drinking beer it normalizes the behavior and it makes it more what makes it more normal for you to do you know yeah there is this saying that we are the average of the five persons we hang out with it's very true it's very true if you hang out with business people well they are going to push you to start your business if you hang out with guys who go to the gym they are going to push you to go to the gym if you hang out with guys who do drugs well they are going to push you to do drugs it's funny that you talk about this because i had kind of a similar experience when i was in middle um not middle school when i was in high school i was hanging out with people who would smoke joints all the time and my whole environment was therefore around such people and the values are certain values. But the thing is that when I went to low school a few years later, my environment totally changed and I was in this new environment with new values. And it's crazy to see how the people that you hang out with, they influence you. We like to think, oh, I am this, um, I'm this free being. I have my own free will, but actually actually not yeah. really it really depends on the people that you're hanging out with but the cool thing about it is that you can control it you can make the conscious 
choice to kick from your life all those relationships that are toxic to you and that don't help you to actually hang out with people who are going to help you you have the choice to do this yeah you can um but for anyone who's watching who's suddenly realizing like whoa my friend uh marcus or michael who i've been friends with since we were three years old i realized that he's holding me back and we're actually on a different path it's it is actually tough it is actually tough i don't yeah it's tough but it could be your family as well it could be family or a close friend it's always tough what i'd say is you don't necessarily have to cut people out completely Oh, yeah. Because, you know, we say like the average of the five people. So if you have some brother of yours or an old best friend or something, you really love this person, but you can't be around them as much as possible, then you don't have to be around them as much. I know you see them once a month or something like that. You know, keep it, you know, you still keep the connection there, but you don't let, you get the point. But something I found actually, which is actually really good is, so they say you're the average of the five people that you spend the most time with. But a realization I've had quite recently is that you don't actually have to spend time with people to spend time with people. And what does oh, that yeah. mean to you? What it means is, well, for instance, when I'm watching Michael Jordan on YouTube talk about his training and everything he does, my brain thinks I'm hanging out with Michael Jordan. Yeah, definitely. My brain doesn't realize that I'm watching him on YouTube. So lately, it's like I've got this thing called Legends Corner. And this is like, I might give you a sexier title, but right now it's called Legends Corner. And these are like men I look up to who I basically want to download their traits into my brain. So like every day I watch a video from Legends Corner. So there's like, there's Kobe Bryant, there's Michael Jordan, Conor McGregor's on there, but I really think I might take him off with the shit he's been up to lately. Um, who else? Kevin Hart is there. Jocko Willink, Joe Rogan. And yeah, so I'm listening to all these guys. I'm at the gym and I play like their videos and they're giving their philosophies on life. And then that kind of goes into my brain. So that would be something I'd say someone can do if you're watching this and you think the people who I'm around are nothing like the guys I would like to be around. Well, you know, there's a way. There's a way. Like, for instance, definitely. It's about, I think it's about recognizing the place where you want to be and then finding influences that come from this place. It can be on YouTube, of course. Um, it can be friends of a friend. It's not, yeah, like you say, it's not people that you have to spend time with, like physically in person. It's about the influence that you receive. All right, so what tips would you give for some guy who's, lost in the middle of his journey and he doesn't necessarily know what to do he just feels like you know what i if where i want to be is a 10 i may be at a two it feels really daunting i don't actually know what to do to take the next step this whole thing feels like a waste of time what would you personally say that that guy should do i would say make sure you got your fundamentals right Make sure you're doing the basic things right. Because there is a lot of noise on, uh, on the internet, on YouTube. You can go on YouTube and type, um, what's the best Tinder opener? And then you have a bunch of first uh, conversation, or first lines that you can say on Tinder. But if you don't understand how Tinder works overall, it's not going to help you. So 
if you're lost, focus on the basics, focus on the fundamentals that work. Make sure you got those down. Um, getting a coach always helps if you feel like this is taking forever. Well, the whole point of a coach is to have someone who's going to um, show you the way so you can walk the way faster. And go to the gym. Go to the gym. I figure a lot of guys feel this is not important enough because you learn seduction techniques and you learn how to socialize. But you also have to work on yourself like physically. It's not about what you say. It's not all about what you say, but it's also about the way you look. Uh, everything is important. It's about the money that you make, about the way you look. It's about how you communicate with people. So make sure you're, you got your basics right and make sure you're working on all the things that really matter. And of course, keep going. All right. lose hope. So I've got two things to say to that. Number one, what I want to say is you said that guys should work on themselves in a variety of different ways. So I've got something to say about that. But mm. something that I would say guys should do is get used to doing things that are really hard. Because when you do things that are tough and that challenge you, it actually changes the way that you see yourself. Like um, years ago, I taught myself to dance. And I danced every day for about four and a half months. I danced literally for... 45 minutes in my bedroom for four and a half months just trying to do different moves and by the end of those four months I was a way better dancer like way better if my dad if my level as a dancer was like level five by the end of it I was level 44 like significantly better mm. to the point where people are like, whoa you've been happened to you and that was only in four months. I wanted to do it for a year and I didn't do it for a whole year. Part of me was disappointed that I didn't make the whole year. But at the same time, it was like, oh, I can really, if I put my mind to something, I can actually really learn a skill. That was quite eye-opening for me. Yeah. Um, another thing about working on yourself in different ways. So this is one of my pet peeves about the hiccup industry, which is that it's, kind of created by guys who didn't have the success that they want with them, which is understandable, because if you did, you wouldn't really jump into this scene. But underneath it, because there's a focus of like, oh, it's all about like day game, day game, day game. And, you know, looks don't matter, day game, day game, day game. And it's... Everything what matters. I see, yeah, everything actually matters. And what I see is like, guys... So, for instance, there are guys in this scene, and probably even guys watching this video right now, who don't want to go to the gym. Like, they actively don't, because they probably don't think that they can, because maybe when they were at school, they were fat or they were skinny, and they don't identify as that kind of person. So yeah. they actively don't, or it's like they don't want to start a business, or they don't want to do X, Y, and Z. What they want to do is to just walk up to the girl and pick up the girl because they're kind of scared to do the other things and it's you can work on yourself in a huge variety of ways you don't have to pigeon yourself pigeonhole yourself to one thing and if you're somebody who thinks for instance like i i i get this occasionally because people go well look at you with your big muscles blah 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 like of course you need girls but actually i yeah i was overweight as a kid you know, and I actually didn't get any girls. I started the I started working out at the age of 14. By the time I was 15, I was in shape, but I still didn't really get any girls because I didn't really have social skills and I kind of messed it up every time I was in front of them. But the basic point is 
work on yourself in every actual way. And there's nothing to say that you can't improve yourself in some way. If you yeah. feel like you have a terrible body, and a lot of guys do, they feel like they have a bad body and they're ashamed of it. Or if you are, okay, well, hit the gym because you know what? When you hit the gym, guess what happens? You don't just look better, but you actually make your body work better as well. So you'll be better in bed. You know, you'll either be stronger or have more endurance. Trust me, she'll enjoy that. Like, there's no downside whatsoever to hitting yeah. the gym. There's no, like, downside. I don't understand why people don't do it outside of the fact that they, you said it, they feel it's not for them. But, like, really, if you think about it, there's no downside going to the gym. But, yeah, but again, it's about how people see themselves, really. So, yeah. you have some guy who, you know, you're at school, you're, people are picking teams in what we used to call it PE, physical education. I don't know what you guys called it. But, you know, they're picking teams for basketball and, like, you're always the last to be picked. Essentially, there is nothing stopping you from going to the gym. And there's absolutely no downside. If you go, you will yeah. either, you're going to look better. You're going to be stronger. You're going to have more endurance. You'll be faster. That will make, yeah, if you could just leave it there. Thank you. That will make your bedroom activities better. That will give the yeah. women a better time. That will give you more time, but uh, more fun. But, but oh yeah, this is something I want to say. So there's something called the body positivity movement, which I think everybody's heard of. And I have no problem with it. I feel like people should accept themselves and not hate the way that they look, etc. But something that I see in some of the influences I look at is it's not so much that they I can put this. They actively do not want to work out. They don't want to work out and they want to believe that the way that they look is absolutely fine regardless, which is okay. But it's like when you look at their Instagram, they still have like a really beautiful Instagram. And you'll see them in pictures and they still done their hair really nice and they're wearing pretty outfits. So they actually do appreciate beauty if they didn't appreciate beauty they wouldn't have their hair done in the beautiful outfit and like even these body positivity influencers who like they don't want to they're, they're like fighting against the notion of the 10 out of 10 instagram model or what have you there's still loads of women who are beneath them who would look up to them and kind of wish that they had what they had but mm. the basic point is if you don't want to be ruled by the way that things look and, you know, your body is your body and you shouldn't have to improve it in any way and this kind of stuff, then you should actually be fine having your hair looking messy. You should be fine wearing crappy clothes because that's just as shallow as having a nice body. But the thing is with these girls is that they don't believe that they can. Yeah. They, don't, they don't see themselves as that kind of person. So because they don't see themselves as that kind of person, they won't allow themselves to do the thing, you know? So what people have to do is just confront your own sort of biases, really. Like, how do I really see myself? What's actually going on? Because we think we see ourselves a certain way, and you think that you're a certain type of person, but it's largely a lie. If, like, if you look at your results rather than what you're saying, you know, you're you'll notice something else. Like I used to tell myself that I was confident and I, I had this like, no, but I wasn't. It's like, hold yeah. on. Anytime I'm in a group, I have to be drunk to talk to them. Yeah, that's really oh. true. That's really true. Uh, it's important to be, to be in touch with reality.
Like, for, you have to focus on what matters. And it's all about marketing yourself. You know, if you approach dating without caring about the person who is going to be on the receiving end of your conversation, of your person, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. Like you have to pay attention to how you market yourself. You can't be like, oh, I'm just going to learn seduction techniques. I'm just going to learn how to talk to people. It's not going to be enough. If you have a very good project, you want to market it the proper way. And it's not necessarily hard to look attractive. Like if we really want to be shallow and talk in terms of numbers, every guy can get to a seven or to an eight. Being sharp, looking sharp is not incredibly hard. Dressing well is not really hard. Exercising is not really hard. Taking care of our hair is not very hard. I'm a very bad example of this today, but <laughs> to do it properly is not hard. Everyone can do this. And so the funny thing is that the other day I was on Reddit and there is a subreddit that's dedicated to people not feeling too confident, asking other people to rate them. And so people take a selfie of themselves because they feel like they are ugly and they put it on the subreddit and they ask other people to judge them. This is hilarious because most people, they are at worst, they are average. I didn't see a single objectively ugly person there. All that I saw was people who don't take care of themselves. And taking care of oneself is not that hard. It's not that hard. Yeah, there we go. So I think this is a good place to end it. But for anyone who is listening to these words, it actually isn't that hard. It feels that hard, but it, it isn't. Hard, it's as yeah. hard as it's literally as hard as you make it. So yeah. when you're in the queue at God knows where and you see the girl and you want to talk to her, is it is it hellish and terrifying because she might reject you? Or is it exciting because she might become your wife or your fuckboy? Or is it awesome because you know that you're taking a step closer to where the hell you actually want to be? You know, what actually is it? It's actually up to all of us to decide. So that's it for episode today's episode of the Game Global Podcast, hosted by me, Kieran Callum. So like I said, Max is a new member of Z Family. So if you uh, check out our YouTube channel, you'll see loads of great videos um, by Max on there or from Max on there. There's one now which I forget the exact title, but it's like how to tell if a girl's just not interested. That's yeah. a really good one. Latest one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's really, really, really good. And yeah, you also have a um, webinar coming up as well, don't you? Yeah, we have a webinar coming on the 20, 29 of this month, 11 a.m. PST. We're going to talk about ways to become more confident. Basically, all that we went over during this call, but for a longer period of time, how to deal with all the bullshit that's holding you down in your everyday life, how to move forward, how to become more charismatic and confident, all the good stuff we are going to see during this webinar. All right, sweet. Yeah, there's going to be a link to that in the description. Also, we have the Game Academy as well, which is currently um, hosted by myself and Joe Elvin. It's a little brotherhood of men. And what we do is we basically coach you week to week to week and give you everything that you need to know in order to become the best version of yourself and go out and meet women, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That's gameglobal.net forward slash academy. You should also check out our Facebook group as well. There's going to be a link to that in the description. 
Thank you to you, Mr. Max. Thank you to the person who's watching, to the guy in Timbuktu or the guy in Arizona or the guy in Peru or the woman who's watching from Zimbabwe. It's like, what the heck is this? And then she just clicked and found this interview compelling. Well, thank you to you as well. So, yeah, take care. See you later and goodbye. All right, sweet. Sweet, bro. Sweet, sweet, sweet. So, yeah, I'm going to try and get that up in the next... Let's get that up tomorrow.